Hey, good morning and welcome to the SB Update. Uh, today we are going to be looking at the uh, the end of World War II. Um, pretty, uh, it's World War II is such a tremendous war, but it, it there is a, a a time when it just it stops, and people start to see that from pretty early in the war. Once the United States jumps in, and the Soviet Union turns around the the enemy uh, turns around the Nazis at Stalingrad. The the war becomes something they could see as a um, an end point, and we're going to start to look at that today. Um, just a couple of off the top type of things. Uh, just a coronavirus update and shutdown. Um, this 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 shut this shutdown has kind of brought up a not a uniquely American, but a, a unique idea that is ingrained kind of in uh, the American idea is of liberty. And what what can you do? Um, in class, we talked about the idea of you know a, a social contract and like what liberties do you give up for security? We talked about Hobbes and Locke, and Locke Locke said you you have rights now. In modern modern day, do those rights exist during a uh, time when there's a a pandemic and people get sick from spreading spreading the germs around? That's a very u- unique question that a lot of people are 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 bringing up and asking. You know, is should the government have the right to tell you to stay in your home or or to not stay in your home? Because there's nothing about that in the United States Constitution. Um, they can suggest it. Um, but that is a uh, that is a question that a lot of people are are um, kind of looking at as a uh, an issue. And does this become a, n- a new kind of thing that the 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 government asks people to do more frequently, or is this a one time issue? That is a uh, that's a major a major question uh, that we moving forward. Certain countries such as South Korea. Which have a, a kind of very unique, their culture very much is you know they they follow all the rules they are they are very very listen to their government like directly and they, they had a shutdown and they and pretty much locked it stopped the virus pretty much cold there without spreading a lot of cases but this it's a different society and the United States has always been different like that we have very rural areas we have very urban areas so <clears throat> something to Something to look at. Very different types of people that live there. Now, turning to World War II, um, thing I want to talk about World War II. It's a it's a it's a war of annihilation, and and that that I love that term for this war because it's not just you know fighting at the enemy or charging uh, charging the opposing side, trying to destroy and capture their capital. This war is about breaking the enemy's will to fight, and all sides are are pretty much doing that. Um, during the London Blitz, the British were bombed incessantly by the by the by the Nazis, trying to break their will to fight. At Pearl Harbor, the United States was attacked by Japan. Japan wanted to knock the United States out of the war. What happened in China? You know, the the Japanese army was brutal to the to the civilian population. They wanted to not just win an objective to to win the war, but they wanted to annihilate the enemy. And no doubt the advancement of like the bomb, like the idea of bombing an entire city pretty much to the core, just, you know, night after night after night of sending wave, waves of bombers over <clears throat> and they're destroying them is that's really to meant to an- annihilate the enemy. And that, that's that is a big difference in this war. So <clears throat> as the these bombings are going on, the United States is making, you know, the United States is making 
in the United States factories, they were making eight bombers a day. So many were getting shot down out of the sky, as well as the fact that they were just using them to just pound the Germans, pound the Japanese, wherever they could. So that is a, that's part of this annihilation at all. So preparing for the end of the war, <clears throat> and, and I'm going to look at three different places. And this is where you can, for today's uh, assignment, you can use some of the, the, the things that, we talk, that I'm going to talk about in this part. So the first one is the, the end of Mussolini. Um, Nazi Germany had largely kind of taken over the fighting for Italy. In, and then Mussolini, as he was trying, you know, trying to escape, his own people had caught him and treated him quite harshly. They, they hung him. They beat him to death. And he, his, his once was the strong, you know, ma macho leader of Italy. He was pretty much beaten to a pulp, him and his wife, beaten to a pulp and dragged around the, the streets and hung. So the, the Italian people had had enough of him. They had moved on. In Italy, once they had been take, taken back, they had, they had surrendered and realized that we have to change our ways and we can't go back to the ways of Mussolini and fascism. Now, for the rest of Europe, as that's the soft underbelly, Italy was being taken back. <clears throat> the, the, big, the big invasion, the, the D-Day invasion, that's, that's the one that starts the, <clears throat> the British and the United States and the Canadians, Australians, moving from the east, sorry, moving from the west to cross France, take back France, and then take back the, um, and then eventually invade into Germany. And that is the direction they're coming from. And they are moving fast, but at the same time, it is, it is a hard fight. Because although Germany is losing... Adolf Hitler is still sending wave after wave of, you know, his the, the toughest troops at the Allies. So starting in June 1944 with that invasion at, at Normandy and then going across France and into, into Germany until 19, into mid-April uh, 1945 is how long. It takes one year, basically, for the, the Allies to invade from the east. Now, a little bit rougher side of the war is the Soviets coming from the east. And they are, they are moving west toward Berlin. And really it's a race to who can capture Adolf Hitler first. Who can capture Berlin, Germany, and, not, and the Nazi capital. And the Soviets, they are the useful fighters in this war. They, they by far lose the most people. They, 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 are, they have the most people killed. They... Um, Treat their troops in a way that is uh, very different, as some of you guys saw with the the Stalingrad assignment, where you just they no turning back. You were not allowed to retreat. They sent wave after wave. These weren't people joining the army on there because they loved things. They were forced into the Soviet army, so their people were pretty much treated in a way of like you are not going to back up. You are going to fight, 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 and basically use a war of attrition to wear down Germany. So. It would actually be the Soviets that captured Berlin first. And they were the ones that found Adolf Hitler hidden in his bunker and where Hitler had shot himself. So, so the, the end of the capture of Nazi Germany, the, the capture of Hitler, Hitler would never face any trial for his crimes. Hitler would never face the, the punishment of the world. He, he and his girlfriend had shot themselves in his, in his bunker. And that was the end of the rise of the kind of the most influential dictator of, of the era and the cause, very much the cause of the most of the death in the war. So he went out 
with a with a with a with a kind of a whimper and a, a coward a coward's way out for him. Now Japan had a very different role as they as they exited the war. Um, the United States <clears throat> and Australia, Britain, and also in Southeast Asia, they had to kind of fight Japan very ruthlessly. The Japanese army and the Japanese navy they were so strong and so determined to fight and, and die for their country that every island became like this massive this massive fight back all the way to Japan. And you'll look at this when you get into U.S. history, but the <clears throat> United States, as they get closer and closer to Japan in early 1945, they had to make a decision about what to do. How, how do they invade Japan? How many lives would that cost? How many civilians would be killed? They were sending bombing runs night after night. They killed 80, you know, bombing runs in Tokyo. Fire bombings killed 85,000 people in that city. They were, they were trying to bomb as best they can, but they were going to say, hey, do we decide to use land troops to invade? And it came down to what was the latest technology? And the latest technology was actually the atomic bomb, which could level entire cities. And the United States' choice to use not one, but two of those is galvanizes that idea of annihilation of two cities. And then Japan basically said, no more. We cannot fight anymore. We will be done. And that's, that's what ended the war. So in, in the Pacific and ended the entire war all around. Now in U.S. history, you look at what, what the choices were on why to do that. But the, the idea that it did, it did break the Japanese and the Japanese and Germans and Italians at the end of this war all surrendered and said, we, we don't want any more unconditional surrenders. And they end up, oh, those countries to this day have end up being some of the United States and Britain and the other allies, their greatest friends in the world. So the, the, the war ends very, very rapidly, but it's a, uh, but it, it, the annihilation was just, just terrible. Uh, one last thing as I finish up today's uh, SB update is the mo- a movie recommendation. Uh, <clears throat> it's a movie called Enemy at the Gates. It's a, it's a, sniper movie and it's about stalingrad it's really good and it kind of shows you some of the things that you kind of we talked about in the um when we we looked at that assignment with stalingrad that's all for the sb update today have a good day